What is happening, people? And welcome to our American football podcast in the end zone UK. Week seven is now over in the NFL, and this is our recap. I'm your host, Dom, and last week I was coming to you from the United States of America in Atlanta, but this week I am back in the UK on home soil at our In the End Zone HQ. I'm still feeling a little jet lagged, but nothing gets in the way of watching American football. As always, across the mic from me, some say he's the better looking half of the In the End Zone team. I disagree, but it's Big Dave. How's it going, Dave? Championi. We're not champions of anything. In fact, I lost the fantasy. So, but the Giants won, so everything is good my side. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought I'd be met with elation of your New York Football Giants doing big things this week and going to six and one. You must be. Uh, who cares about fantasy? You must be happy. Yeah. yeah who cares about life? That's the only thing I'm bothered about. <laughs> the Giants winning dictates my mood. Yeah. And I've been happy for six of seven weeks, so... That's probably the happiest you've ever been. Yeah, it has been a Giants one, yeah. <laughs> ever been in life. Well, I, I, was going for, I was going for in life, like, probably the happiest. Yeah. I see you a lot, and a, a lot of the time you, you're grumpy and angry, so this is the happiest yeah. I've ever seen. You never see I'm, I'm angry at the world. Angry at the world. <laughs> need to get some but Botox no, six, in them cheeks. Six wins. It's the forehead I need to get Botox in. It's like a fucking mountain range. Yeah. Um, well, once again, not to gloat, your your Giants might have won, but I've taken a double, a double. <laughs> I've taken a double double. I've taken another double crown this week, Dave. Yeah, don't we all know it as well? Yeah, big Seahawks win, and I did the business in fantasy again. Many many double crowns for me at the moment. Back to back weeks for a double crown. Oh, but you What's sit next here. Week, though? Oh, next week. We can't both have a double crown next week. <laughs> One of us may have a triple crown. One of us may have a triple crown, and that will be when the Seattle Seahawks take on the New York Football Giants and me and Dave go head-to-head. If we were going head-to-head in fantasy as well this week, that would be fucking another level, literally. Yeah, it would be good. That, yeah. um, but unfortunately, we're not. Or, well, unfortunately or, in, or unfortunately for the furniture in this house and in, our, in the end zone headquarters, shit could get ripped up real fast um but yeah i mean giants win was 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 something that you love to see in the seahawks big win against the chargers did not expect it very 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 happy with that so week seven started with an absolute score fest on thursday night if you can remember all the way back to that time dave i was in America at that point, which seems strange. But um, the Saints from New Orleans, Orleans, took on the Arizona Cardinals, finishing with a huge Cardinals win, 42 to 34. Did not expect to see that many points from, uh, from those teams. And that rolled into a Sunday with many great games and finished last night with the Chicago Bears taking on and beating the New England Patriots, which was a shock and... I would say an embarrassment for the New England Patriots because the Chicago Bears are not a good team. Um, it's been a real up and down roller coaster this this season for for the average to shit teams, and uh, the Bears got the better of the Patriots this week. So very surprising, not what we would normally see. Um, and so, listeners, as usual, we are bringing you some breaking news. 
we are bringing our famous slap or sign segment and we'll recap on big games this week. After that, me and Dave are going to treat you to a final segment of super hot takes, super hot takes. And in this uh, this podcast episode or, or this podcast episode, I am calling, uh-oh, goats in trouble. Uh-oh. We'll explore the reasons for goats being in trouble a little bit later. But the reason for that name of this episode is that three MVPs of the league historically are now stinking up the NFL. Three old goats are now playing far below expectations and they are in trouble. Brady, Rogers, Ryan, Tom, Aaron, Matt. Shocking behavior from those absolute superstar MVP goats, Dave? Two of them are shocking. I think people could have predicted about Matt Ryan being garbage, hot garbage. But um, Rodgers and and Brady, man, that's surprising. Mm. How many games did the Packers win last year? Or how many did they lose? Three games? I think they were... Like fourteen and three or something stupid like yeah, that. Yeah, fourteen and three or or thirteen and four. So they've they've lost yeah. as many games as they would have last year. Yeah, already, not even and halfway the through the season. The books are awful. I think they're running like a are they on a two or three game losing losing skid? They're skidding something, and it's in Brady's pants. I think two game losing streak they're on. Mm. Yeah, they they Packers, need to fight. Packers the way are out. on a yeah. Packers on a three game losing streak. Mm. Yeah, I mean these are all, as I said, these are all MVP previous MVP candidates from not too, not too long ago either. We're talking Matt Ryan when right. he last won the Super Bowl. We're talking Aaron Rodgers last year and the year before. Can't remember when Brady's last one was, but this is not good for for old men rivers. And um, right. I guess we'll talk about it when we cover those games briefly. But the uh, the goats are in trouble. This could be a, this could be a season which is the end of many eras and it rolls in the youngsters, the young quarterbacks uh, into the NFL and we, and we move past those shadowy goatee figures. We'll see. Anyway, um, what we'll start with this week is, uh, is, is the gloominess that we always do begin podcasts with. Probably shouldn't do it this way, but it, it means that the only way is up and we talk about injuries to start the week. And there were some, some big ones, impactful injuries this week. We've had a few weeks where we've gone by with just a few niggles, nothing too major, and then pop. Pop goes J.C. Jackson's leg. J.C. Jackson, superstar cornerback, got a huge deal in the offseason, moved from the New England Patriots where he was picking people off, interceptions left, right, and center, and then he's gone to the Chargers, and he is from what I think the technical term is discombobulated his knee. He's out. He's yeah. out for the season, Dave. Yeah, ruptured his patella tendon, didn't he? Yeah, that's not fun. I bet it hurts. I bet it does. Yeah, he, he was. Was he? Was it DK? He was covering. He was covering. No. All. Oh no, it was Godwin. It was Marquise Godwin. Godwin. Yeah. Yeah. Got a uh, got a bit of a freebie in the end zone because the corner just. JC Jackson pops his knee. Fell down. It was weird. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. It was like it, it was his jumping leg, wasn't it? But it was before he tried to jump. Yeah, it's like it popped, like it looked like it popped in midair, which obviously it didn't. But he like crumbled whilst he was 
jumping for the ball, which was really, really odd. Um, and yeah, you could you could tell as soon as he came down that that was um, that was a massive injury. They put him in an air cast and uh, and carted him off, and there was players kneeling round kneeling round him, throwing up the uh, the deuces and the prayer signs for his his patella. But yeah, um, it's weird, that, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's strange. You can get down on your knee and. <laughs> If he if he's like broke his neck or something, but popping knees and stuff, man. You know that's what I'm what saying. That's what makes the game go on forever. <laughs> it does. Get on the field, like the, drag him the off. Physios, if if it's done, if it, if anything other than a neck injury, run on the field with a stretcher or drive the fucking car on. Yeah. Put him on. Get him off. You know what I mean? It takes forever. Some of these injuries do. Like what you do? You, you you're trying to stabilize his then his leg. It's already gone. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I popped my, I did, I ruptured my patella, tore an ACL and MCL at playing rugby, and um, I swear, I swear, I was just, I was, I was grabbed by the wrists and, and dragged off the pitch so that they could carry on playing. Fuck me, it hurt, but um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see why they have to spend I've fifteen seen, yeah. minutes. I've seen double amputees make less of a fuss. You definitely have as well. Stand on IEDs and make less of a fuss than what some of these footballers do about <laughs> popping ACLs and stuff. No bullshit, literally. No. Sat there, 15 kilos lighter, and just, just get on with it. <laughs> yeah, but those these blokes are hard, Dave. Like, They're hard like you, aren't they? Yeah, these, I don't know. It's a bit pathetic, isn't it? Just watching, watching them either, like anything, like anything neck, neck and up, neck up, Fine, take the yeah. time because anything towards the neck and head, you know, what I mean, don't don't want these people paralyzed. But if he's rolling around, he's just grabbing his knee. Let's get him the fuck off the field. Yeah. Get him off. Run on the field. Drive the little truck on. Get him on. Get him to the sideline. Then deal with it. Let the game carry on. Indeed. I mean, we could say the same thing about this bloke as well, and that is that after JC Jackson went down, or about the same time, Brees Hall, superstar running back. Big prospect for the Jets was just coming into his own. Um, he has been confirmed to have torn his ACL, and he's now gone out for the year. He popped a huge run in the Jets game earlier uh, in the in the day on Sunday. I think it was a seventy-five yarder, I think, or something along those lines. And he just absolutely murdered it down the sideline. Um, I think he was clocked at twenty-one point five miles per hour on that run and um about three plays later his uh, his acl just exploded maybe it was to do with that maybe it wasn't but bryce hall or Brees hall sorry from the jets is also out season ending injury which for most teams would be like okay we're a we're a bad team the jets they're not great we've been pounding the ball on the ground because our quarterback can't throw the ball um we're in trouble but no they went out and immediately made a signing as a response to this Brees Hall injury, which I think is a it's a great coaching move, great decision by the front office. And they uh, they traded next to nothing to get is it Jason Robinson from the is it Jason Robinson or is he was he the rugby player no. from from Jason England? Robinson was a, was a winger for England. <laughs> they should have got a got Jason um, Robinson. What's his name? James. James. James I'm not far off, but they got James Robinson from yeah, the... the uh... They're both human names you got, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they went and got him from the, the Jaguars, the Jaguars, who are coming to London this Jaguars. year, this, this week. 
Um, I think that's a I think that's a great move for the Jets when they know that they're in trouble. They can't roll with just one running back. They need that depth, and he's a good running back, Robinson. Yeah, he'll be sound there. He was. It's great. I mean, it's a bit a bit of a shit of a Brees Hall because he was probably where he was edging his way to being the offensive rookie of the year. But I think Robinson is a great for a sixth round pick. Yeah, mad. A great pickup from them because he was essentially the leading back last year. Because uh, Etienne did his ACL, didn't he? And yeah. he started this season as the as the sort of number one back before yeah. he sort of fell out of favour a little bit. But no, don't don't I can't poo poo that move at all. It's a good move for him. Indeed. Um, and so yeah, with with that, there was there was a few other injuries knocking around, but nothing that was that was major. The only one that's not been confirmed yet is is my boy. DK Metcalf, he went down and was immediately stretched off and immediately then ruled out of the game with a knee injury. And my thoughts went to ACL, MCL or something like that. He's, uh, he's had his x-rays and his scans and it turns out it's a it's a patella issue, but they've not said any more than that. So DK, um, he could be out for a number of weeks, but it doesn't look like it's a season ender, which... I think he's nice for us because he needs he needs to be on the field. He's he's one of our driving forces, and I think things definitely slowed down a bit in the in the game that we played when he went off. So I'm hoping that he gets back. But other than that, um, the injuries for for this week weren't too severe, and uh, we 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 get unscathed into week eight. Given that that is the case, there are certainly some people who will not escape this podcast unscathed Dave so have you been sleeping with your hand in an oxygenated tank for the last week for maximum recovery I've been sleeping with my hand in a in a in a tub of adamantium oh okay ready to unleash my wolverine strength Mm. not wolverine blood like the guy who pulls a hammy and can't play a game, but Wolverine, <laughs> the X-Man, or the X-Person, should I say. Yeah, you can't say man anymore. Be careful. Exclude, um, exclude our female listener. Yeah, yeah, no. X-Person. Got one. <laughs> X-Person slap is coming our maybe, way. Maybe, maybe, maybe persons were excluding animals and stuff, so my X-Hand, I'm just going to say. Yeah, just an X-Hand a, slash paw slash hoof. <laughs> that's cover that's covering everyone um well i'm glad you've been doing that because i i've i've not been doing that but i've i heard an old wives tale was just to to slowly rub margarine into the palms of my hand using a foxtail and um it seems to have why you've been rubbing some <laughs> form of lubricant on your hand it seems to have done the trick anyway so let's get ready for slap or side so, Dave, NFC, please talk to me and tell me where are you going for your first NFC slap? NFC slap? Yes, please. I can tell you where I'm going because I didn't even have to delete a name off it this week. Oh. I'm going to the same scumbag that I've been going to for the last week, definitely at least one week. I've slapped him a few times and I'm going to continue to slap him until he wins a game. I'm slapping Aaron Rodgers. Yep. 
I'm slapping Aaron Rodgers because he has the leadership. The leadership <laughs> skills of a dying, weak, pathetic, underachieving snail. <laughs> I couldn't even I couldn't even put together the the words. I was wondering what was coming. I was like, "What's was he going to be?" I was I was trying to keep it PC. Um, the dude's a lizard. He needs to get a grip. He he put together another performance of less. So he, they were playing the Washington Windsox for anybody who doesn't know, uh, and they lost again. The Packers lost again. Three games in a row. And in their last four games, they've been beaten twice, uh, beaten three times, and then taken to the uh, overtime by what was it Bailey Zappi and the Patriots? Yeah, the same Bailey Zappi that got absolutely dunked on last night by the Bears. Um, I don't want to hear any excuses about players. He's got Aaron Jones. And AJ Dillon, and combined, they came up with 38 rush yards this week. That's awful. So they can't even rush the ball well. There's no excuses for that. There's no excuses no. for the Packers. I said Again, to Cam, another, another under, under 200 yard passing game in a game where they lost. Yeah, and he's lucky to have that. He went into the fourth quarter with 70 yards. 70. 70 yards in the fourth into the fourth quarter. The last, the last fourth of the game with 70 yards as a, as a reigning two-time MVP. I absolutely, you know, agree with you, Dave, massively. And I said to Cam, who is our Packers beat writer on the ground, AKA friend who supports them. And he, he was, was talking to me about it. He's, he's obviously not happy about the Packers. And I said, Cam, how are the Packers so shit? What's changed between this year and last year? Please tell me, you know, some teams are totally different. You know, Seahawks, totally different quarterback, lost a pro bowl, all pro Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams is injured, you know, all these things. Nah, Packers, Devontae Adams, that's all they've lost. Everything else is the same. They've actually gained Jair Alexander and a second round receiver. They've got people back off injury, got back Tari back, got Elgin Jenkins back. They are actually better, better than they were last year, technically, in terms of player for player, apart from the one man, Devontae Adams. And they still can't get anything going. And that is pathetic. That says a whole bunch about Devontae. And I don't know what it says about the Patriots, uh, the Packers, but it's it's stinky, man. Yeah. They just, they've got, they, it's like they, they kept the exact same playbook from last year. Nothing's changed. I'm not tired to realise that they've lost, they've lost one of, if not the best wide receiver in the league. And rather than adjust the playbook to account for that mm. and maybe include more running running plays or because yeah. they've got two stud running backs. And yet they're just you've just got this pouty, weird looking quarterback crying every time he he doesn't get he's one of his receivers drop a ball or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's frustrating, but you you're the guy that needs to Take him under your wing and you know what I mean, prod him in the right direction. But no, not asked. Um, 
and the Packers suck. And do you know what? I've been waiting for this day to come. So yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm not enjoying it because <laughs> I definitely am. Um, three three games and they've been beaten by. No offense to the Giants because they're obviously doing well, but they've been beaten by three very unexpecting teams. Let's say Giants, Jets, Commanders, taken to overtime by the Patriots and Billet Zappé. It's yeah, it's it's not good. So I'm all upon you giving Aaron Rodgers yet another slap. I think, like you say, until he till he wins a game, just keep slapping him, Dave. He'll get Probably sick of it. Know. Cool. We'll stay in the NFC and we'll, we'll talk positively about somebody. Who from the NFC are you signing? Well, this week, last week, who did I sign last week? I can't remember from the NFC. I go week by week. I've got a memory of a goldfish. Gino? I can't. No, it was... Um, who was oh, you, 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 you signed Tariq, Tariq Woolen. Woolen. My G. This week. I'm signing Kenneth Walker the third. Oh, big Kenny. I'm signing big Kenny, the Seahawks draft pick from this year. Love that. 23 carries, 168 yards, Love that. two touchdowns. He is hopefully the court, uh, the running back that the Seahawks so desperately need to be paired like alongside with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Just just to take a little bit of pressure off Gino. Let Gino do what he do what he needs to do. Yeah, they can hand the ball off. He's got electric burst off the line, and that's what you need in a running back. and And Kenny's starting to look the part. He's had a couple of good weeks now, so I thought it was only it was only fair that I signed a little Weasley looking Kenneth. running back from the CLC Hawks. Well. I'm happy about it, Dave. I've never, I've never seen you show the Seahawks so much love. And well. part, part of me thinks, is he just being nice to me? And then the other part of me thinks, he's fucking not, because why would you be? Which makes me even more sort of proud to be, to be thinking that you've signed three Seahawks players in the last seven weeks. You've signed Gino, you've signed Kenneth, and you've signed uh, Tariq Woolen. And so that makes me happy. Because I think, do you know what? We're we're doing some things right. And Kenny, 168 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. That's a franchise rookie record. Nobody's got that in the in Seattle anyway. Um, and he 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 took off 22.1 miles per hour, fastest running play this season in the league. Um, like you say, he's just got that. He's just got that potential and. That's all I want. I just want potential right now. Not not looking for a not looking for a playoff win. Not looking for a Super Bowl. We're just looking for potential in Big Kenneth, the third. So you want to, you, you, so you want to take a Super Bowl? I mean, obviously, I'd take a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take a Super Bowl. We got to get through the Giants first. Um, well, we shall see. Yeah, but nah, it's uh, it's a good one. I I could obviously to talk a lot about it because I, I think he's a great prospect and I'm very glad that Penny's gone down to make room for him. Just hope that he stays healthy, but he's um, he's looking like he's got everything that you need for a running back. He was sort of scouted coming out of the draft as like a power back, but we, we well, I knew he had pace because he was the, I think he was the fastest or second fastest running back in the draft with a 4-3. Who the hell was, uh, the hell was scouting him as a power back? He's about legit. five foot four. No, legit. Honestly, he was, he came out and he's, and he's taping the, uh, and, and the combine we're talking about his downhill power running ability. And nobody spoke about his speed. 
And I was thinking, wow. why aren't they talking about the fact that he ran a four? It was like a four three two at the combine. And I was like, the guy is rapid. Um, and clearly we saw it, at least we saw it this week. So very, very happy. Um, nice one, Dave. Big Kenny gets a sign. Over to the AFC. And who are you going to sign from the AFC? I'm signing Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I thought you might. Love that. Yeah, Pad, Paddy, Paddy Mahomes. It was a toss-up between Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. And I gave it to Patrick Mahomes because they beat the Niners, who've got a far better team than the... Who did the... Bengals played Bengals the Falcons, play? who are awful. Yeah. yeah. So, both quarterbacks threw for over 400 yards. Mahomes, 423 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, and he handed... I think they did to... He basically... I think there was two jet sweeps that went in for touchdowns as well. Yeah, Nicole um, Hardman had two of those. So he's, he essentially had five touchdowns mm-hmm. passing, if you can say that. Um, but he's the dude's the dude special man. That Niners team isn't that, especially the defense is nothing to scoff at. I mean, Jimmy G had three hundred yards, but um, garbage yards. Yeah, the. the the one thing to so the Niners, if they, if they get the chance, they'll run the clock on you. They'll just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and slowly chip away any soul that you may have. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one way to stop them doing that is to go up by double digits on him. So the more points you put up, the harder it is for them to run the ball because they need to throw the ball to catch up with you. Um, and if they, they put 30 points on them in the second half, yeah, which is. You know what I mean? The, the, if you've not got the the ability to free the and that's what that's why I think we're going to struggle this week because I think if if you go up early on us by sort of two touchdowns, I think we're going to struggle to keep keep pace with the Seahawks. Hmm. Although I think your de- our defense is a lot better than yours. I think we still do give up yards, hmm. um, and that that's just the issue. I think if you're going to try and control the clock, you need to, but you need to control the scoreboard as well. You can't. You can't just control one. Um, and the, the, the Chiefs put a beat down on the Niners, 44-23. Jimmy G ain't got the ain't got the cojones. He hasn't got the arm. I mean, he's definitely got the players. He's just not got the ability to, to bring that back. So Patrick Mahomes gets it this week. A nice shake of the hand, sign of the paper. He had three receivers. Basically, at 100 yards, Juju with 124 yards, Marquez Valdez, Scantlin, and ex Packer. I bet they'd be begging for him right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, for sure. And Kelsey had 98 yards as well. Yeah, it's mad. I, I mean, I, I totally agree with the sign, and I, I looked at him as well. I, uh, I've gone somewhere else, but I mean, from that perspective, he's just he's finding a way to get shit done when people thought that he was not going to be the same without Tyreek and, and true. He's not exactly the same. He's not just pumping that ball downfield and waiting for somebody super fast to catch it, but he's putting the ball everywhere to everyone. Uh, like every week is a different receiver from the chiefs that goes off. Kels had four touchdowns, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Juju's gone in this week. Hardman's had three this week. The Chiefs just find a way to spread that ball, and it's so hard to stop because you just don't know who to cover anymore. It's it's a, be- no, it's a, yeah, it's a better way. They've they've obviously looked at what playbook they had last year, 
and amended it for the fact that they've no longer got Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Just take certain plays off because only Tyreek Hill can make them. Yeah. Whereas the Packers, for example, haven't done that. No. And and it it just shows because the Chiefs wide receivers aren't. I mean, they are better than the Packers wide receivers, but they're not much better. Juju mm. was effectively. I mean, the Steelers let him go. So he mm. can't be that good. Yeah, no, I, I know. Packers I know let Paul Scantling go. So, do you know what I mean? Like they had the opportunity to be at different places. Yeah, but no, makes sense. And and actually, the Packers, sorry, the Chiefs already this year have had more that what they call explosive downfield plays. I think of over twenty five yards already this season than they did all last year with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So I don't know what that says. I guess the teams are defending a different way against them, but. Um, it's uh, it's great to see, and and you know, as somebody who's a you know a follower of the Chiefs, somebody who likes to watch them play football, this is the football that I used to like watching them play. You know, this is this is the football that they've played for the last four or five years that has been like, wow, that's that's a really interesting play call. That's smoke and mirrors. That's Mahomes doing special things. And they lost it last year, and they've come back, and um, and it sounds it feels like Andy Reid's refound the mojo, so to speak. So great stuff. Love to see it. Okay, then, Dave, that was your AFC sign. Now, take me through your AFC slappington. I am going to slap this week a man by the name of Matt Ryan. Like we said before at the start, he's a um, a former NFL MVP, league MVP in 2015, I think it was. Big status, that is. Or 2016, 2015 it was. Um, yeah, the dude's trash, man. He's he's fell off an absolute... He's not fell off a cliff. He's not fell off the earth. He, this dude's fell out of the solar system. He's floating <laughs> around the Milky Way somewhere. Uh, any keen astronomers can probably see him at night if you look for a, a very high-powered telescope. The man is garbage. Um they got t- uh, the Colts got beat by the Titans. He threw a pick six in the game. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. uh, he threw two interceptions, one touchdown, 243 yards. But it's the odds are meaningless when you're only putting up ten points, and all ten of those points came in the second half. He was shut Definitely. out in the first half. Um, I mean, the the Titans were no better. The Titans were pretty pump as well, but. That says it all, though, right? Know. When you you get when you're losing to to a team that's also playing badly, and you've got somebody of the caliber or the ex-caliber, ex-caliber uh, of um, of Matty Ice, Matty Matty Ryan, he he is just not what he used to be. And I think I was I was reading something today about the fact that he's just not the man to throw in that system. And uh, I, I think he's being replaced this week. I think they've said that he's not going to be the starter. I think it's because they want they want to have somebody who's got the option to make things work when things aren't going their way because clearly things aren't going their way. And Matt Ryan can't move around the pocket very quickly. He's not exactly mobile. His arm power's disappeared, and um, they they need somebody who's going to try and make plays on the fly, which is why I think they're starting somebody new. Yeah, yeah, Sam Ellinger, I think his name is. He's their backup backup quarterback, but um, yeah. He, They've just they've just had no luck have they since since um Andrew Luck just literally fell off fell off every kind of platform known to man. He's just yeah, he's gone, like, gone gone dark. <laughs> like a ghost. Um, 
yeah, disappearing off into the sunset. So, so since since they've had no luck since Peyton Manning, since Andrew Luck, they tried Sandy Rivers, he didn't do anything for him, did he? No. Old Phil Rivers, but um yeah. yeah, Matt Ryan will be the next one to, to head off into the sunset. I think he's he's gonna have to quit. I can't see anybody giving him a go. No, me um, neither. And he was one of the three reasons why this podcast this week is called Uh-oh, Goats in Trouble because he was once a goat amongst men and now he is a man amongst goats. <laughs> Does that <laughs> even make sense? No. no he, he's a blade of grass living in a world that's, of goats. That's the one. Is. That's the one. That's a better analogy. So Matty Ice, Matty Tepid Water is, is his new nickname, according to Dave, is uh, is catching a slap and it is well-deserved. He can't get his team to win, no matter how talented he feels he is or the roster is or the coaching is. It's just not possible. So the Colts are gone. Uh, the, Colts, the Colts are gone. Um, and that's your slaps and that's your signs in the NFC and AFC. Cool, 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 cool. So moving on to you... Let's stay in the AFC, and can you give me your slap? I can indeed. The AFC. From the AFC, I am slapping a coach. He is older than God's dog and maybe just as useless right now. And I'm slapping Bill Belichick from the New England Patriots. Old damn. Damn. I mean, he is another goat and could feed also into this podcaster's uh-oh, goat's in trouble because he is also in trouble. He has hung on to the coattails of a Tom Brady who has been unstoppable for the last 23 years, whatever it might be. And he's now having to flail around in Boston, Massachusetts, on his own, without a quarterback that he can rely on because he played two different ones in the same game. Um, it, it, it genuinely seems like he hasn't got a clue anymore. And that is difficult to say. You know, it's a, well, it's not difficult to say. I'm loving to say it. It's, it's strong words, though, for a coach who has been well-known as one, in the, one of the most winningest, and yes, that is a word, winningest coaches of all time, He's now with the New England Patriots who just can't get shit done against the Bears who are tragic. I don't care. Bears fans, sorry. I apologize. You're an established franchise, one of the oldest in, in the books. But your team at the moment is garbage. And the fact that you're three and four, three and four, the Niners are three and four. The the Rams, I think, are three and four. They, they are not anywhere near the and don't have anywhere near the capabilities of those teams. They may be winning some games, but they are awful. And the Patriots lost to that awfulness. And that does come down to a bit of everything because Bill Belichick should have outcoached the Bears. They should not have won that game at all. It was a case of Bill Belichick, I think, folding against the pressure, getting rid of Mac Jones halfway through or quarter of the way through the game bringing out Billy Zappi or Billy Zappi to try and spark some life into the crowd, which worked for one play. And then for the rest of the time, he ate shit and the Bears demolished him, picked him off, sacked him, getting absolutely destroyed by Roquan Smith. I mean, the Bears defense is pretty good. I'll give him that. But it's overall, they're, they're pretty trash. And Bill Belichick now has a losing record. He's three and four. 
and I, I only think it's going to get worse. And I think that he needs a reality check. And I think that he was riding the Tom Brady train far too long and for far too often and catching far too much credit. And it's all, it's all coming to pay now. The chickens have come yeah. home to roost. Yeah, they're um, they're the only they're the only team in the AFC East without a winning record at the minute. So they're three and four. Even the Dolphins are sat at four and three. Mm. The Jets, the lowly woeful Jets, that have been the the dumping ground for the last ten ten odd years. Um, they're five and two, and this is what happens. Like people get old, people get found out. And maybe I mean he's he's seventy odd I think maybe he's seventy this year. Yeah. Hang it up, man. Yeah, give it up. Like, you're gonna you're gonna go down as probably the greatest coach in the history of the NFL or one of. Um, there's no shame in hanging it up before you're forced to hang it up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. Sweet. So yeah, Happy days. Um, that was my. That was my slap for AFC. Nice. Who was your sign? My sign for the AFC was the man that you nearly signed. So I am um, I'm signing Joe Burrow, Joey Shiesty, the man, the Super Bowl contender. And he well deserves it this week. He, he had a rocky start and... Um, he threw four picks, I think, in his opening game and everyone was like, uh-oh, I think he caught a slap off us and people were saying, Joe, he's in trouble. And every week since then, he's just got slowly better and better and more in rhythm. And if you forget the first game, he has had 13 touchdowns and one interception. So that is showing hella promise from, from Joey B. And he just took it to the Falcons, dumped all over them, even though they were probably riding high off the win against the 49ers that I witnessed at Atlanta Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And they got a reality check and Joe Burrow checked it all over them and chucked it all over them for 481 yards, which is massive. He was definitely on pace to to potentially break the the all-time passing a yard record in a game and they decided to take the, the foot off the gas as as the Bills did the other week with Josh Allen and run the ball and, and take the easy plays. But he had a passer rating of 138.2 after throwing the ball 42 times. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. His receivers just eight and eight and eight against the Falcons. Jamar Chase had 130 yards, two touchdowns. Tyler Board, 150 yards, two, uh, one touchdown. T Higgins, nearly 100 yards. His tight end had 50. Um, he, yeah, he, he, he did bits. And he also ran one in for a touchdown. I mean, can you ask, can you ask a man to do any more? No, he had a he had a phenomenal game, and like I say, that's why I nearly signed him, and why you have. Mm. He's he's obviously the future in here. Him, Mahomes, and uh, Allen are the are the uh, are the future superstars of this league. If they were not already superstars, um, no, good good sign. Can't he's back, complain at that. He? He's back, Joey B. He's cool as a cucumber. Well, he's back. We shall see. Um, 
NFC, who are you going to slap? I'm slapping from the NFC, Jared Goff. He's catching a slap because he threw two picks. He took five sacks. He had a passer rating of 71. He stunk, basically. That's that's the the be all and end of all of, of it. Is he stunk? And the Lions also stink, and they stink because of him, and he stinks because of them. But one way or another, the Lions are one and five. They are one of maybe the worst team in the NFL. Maybe that them and the the, the Texans, I think, have got one win, but at least the Texans have got a draw. The Lions just suck so hard, and I'm slapping Jared Goff. Yes. Might not be all his fault, but he's the quarterback of a team. He's got he's got to shoulder that responsibility. You're the leader, son. You've been in the league long enough. You've been to a Super Bowl. You were carried to a Super Bowl, but nonetheless, you've got to do better. You have to do better. With the passer rating so low, no touchdowns, two interceptions. It's it's awful. It's just awful. And there's there's people out there. Oh, the Lions. They're, oh, they're missing. They're missing their starting running back, and they're missing Amon Ra St. Brown, and they're missing. Shut up, shut up. Don't start because you've got Jamal Williams, who would be a starting running back in most teams. Okay, he's not the most explosive, but you've then got T.J. Hawkinson, one of the best tight ends in the league. You've got Khalif Raymond, who's an okay receiver. You know, we're all in that same boat. We're all in those boats. Josh Reynolds is a good receiver. We're all in that same boat. Not everyone's got people to throw to that are Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and they make it work. But Jared, you started to make it work at the beginning of the season. You've stopped. And what makes it worse is their coach, Dan Campbell, got on the mic afterwards and was like, uh, we, you know, we're just playing bad football. We just got to be better. And it hurts me, man. It hurts me to lose. And it hurt me to lose. And when I was coaching at the Saints and it hurt me last season, he's about crying. And I'm thinking, dude, your your jig is up because you're referring to all the times that losing hurts you, but you still can only scrape one win this year so far. Get pack your bags end of the season. They may as well ride him out to the end of the season. Literally no point in sacking him now because nobody's going to turn it around. Ride him out to the end of the season. Get rid of him. Trade Jared Goff because there's no point in keeping him either. They ain't doing him any any favours. Get gone. Start again, Lions. Reset again. Well, if, if, if it's hurting him and making him cry that they're losing, it's making me cry having to sit and watch them on a Sunday. So... It would be nice if they did something just to make my viewing pleasure slightly more entertaining because what they're putting on at the moment is not good. Nope. Right, let's end on a happy note. Who are you signing from the NFC? Yeah, this one pains me a little bit. And obviously we can't generally sign people from from our own teams, otherwise I'd have gone for Big Big Kenneth. But I'm going to go for... Uh, a group of people and I'm going to sign the Arizona Cardinals secondary. Now I'm signing because it's sympathy really, or maybe it's the Arizona Cardinals defense in general, but I mean, they gave up 34 points, but Isaiah Simmons had a pick. Marco Wilson had a pick. Both of them took them in for touchdowns. So the defense had two defensive scores. Now, I think that's that's something that you, you kind of have to reward in, in that scenario. So 
I'm I'm just signing the Cardinals secondary slash defense because they put pressure on um Andy Dalton. They generally stopped uh Taysom Hill from doing too much, which I love to see. He had three carries for nine yards, which is fantastic to see. And he had two passes that went for 20 yards or something like that, or 40 yards. But he didn't score a touchdown. Andy Dalton threw four four touchdowns, three interceptions. It's all about takeaways in the NFL. And if you can turn takeaways into points, or even better, just turn picks into touchdowns, that's what you want to see. I've got loads to say about the Cardinals because I really don't like them. But if your team is is picking two two uh two passes off and taking them both for touchdowns one a 56 return one a 38 yard return and then another one just just for the the fun of it i think some credit's got to go to that defense and they um they 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 did well they didn't play lights out cuz they conceded some points but for the first time this season the cardinals got a lead and kept it yeah, it was it, it was what it was the best Thursday night game that I've seen in a while, <laughs> and that I think also plays into it because there was points there was points on display. But I mean, in fairness to Dalton, one of the touchdowns went through his receivers like they need to be taken off the quarterback because he couldn't have put it in a better place to be caught. It went straight through him, and they ran one of them in for a touchdown. So I think that's a bit harsh putting that that, that on him. Yeah, true. Um, but I mean, he still threw two two others as well. So yeah, um, and I think they were up by fourteen points at the start of the game as well. So I think they were up fourteen points and then went in. I went and then I think they went into halftime down fourteen points. Yeah, so it was yeah fourteen points scored by the Saints in the first and second quarter. The Cardinals scored three and then twenty five in the second. Yeah, madness. Although I'm surp- I'm surprised that we're on week seven now and. The Giants still haven't had a player signed by you. I know. I know. I'm sorry. It's, I'm building to it. Maybe maybe next week no, when you I'll dump all over my Seahawks. Daniel Jones, 107 yards rushing, 200 yards passing, no interceptions, and still not still not a sign. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. It's the last time we all shitty Seahawks. I like a sympathy <laughs> Seahawks player, I think. Well, that's it. I, you, you're giving me sympathy votes, whereas you're six and one. So I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for you to fucking. I'm waiting for you to come back down to reality, but maybe this is reality. And if it is, watch out. This is this is the new reality, and everybody <laughs> needs to get on board. If you're not on board, fuck off. <laughs> you're like all all these pundits that the pundits and um, and Vegas that keep pumping the odds out for the Giants to lose. Keep pumping them out because I'm making money off it. I was going to say you're making money off them, Dave. So love that. No, Danny Dimes played well. I'm sure we're going to talk about it in a bit. Um, in fact, we're going to talk about it right now because that is the end of Slap or Sign and we're going to move into a uh, speed recap of the games. Let's talk about your game first and foremost then. Let's talk about the New York football giants beating the Jaguars from Jacksonville. 23 to the Giants, 17 to Jacksonville. Giants go 6 and 1, Jags 4 to 2 and 5. Stinky. Yeah. The um just just another win, what can I say? I'm I'm, I'm I'd say I'm getting bored of talking about it, but I'm definitely <laughs> not. The uh 
we're winning close games, which is like I don't I'm not I'm not gonna harp on too much because I know there's not that many probably Giants fans that are listening, so rather than me blow the Giants trumpet for for the next ten minutes. Um they did exactly what they needed to do. The 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 Jags, like everybody, is just loading the box to stop Saquon running the ball. But the issue when you've got that is that you're you're leaving your your wide the the, the corners one on one with wide receivers and and in fairness to Daniel Jones, he took the we we received the ball, marched down the field and threw a thirty yard touchdown straight off the bat, mm. which gave us a seven point lead. They then came back and it was pretty much punch blow for blow. Uh, we forced a fumble from them on the one yard line. Uh, we recovered, and that was pretty much the turning point of the game. That gave us the the lead and um, yeah, like I say, Daniel Jones two hundred plus yards passing. One touchdown throw, I think. Yeah, three one touchdown. He ran another touchdown in. Yeah. Um, and he had 107 yards on the ground. Saquon had 100 and something rush yards. Um, that's mega. That's that is 200. The clock. 236 yards on the ground between Jones and Barkley. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and that's just that's just what it is. The defense does what it needs to do. Big stop at the end. We shouldn't have been shouldn't have been in that position. Saquon ran out of bounds three times on the final drive mm. for us, which didn't we could have killed the clock. Um, and then the refs couldn't have done more to help the Jags win the game. They started on their twenty five yard line, and that they had, I think they had two roughing the passer calls, a holding call, and a. Uh, it was a pass interference, was it? I can't remember. They had about four flags, which yeah. basically took because they did nothing, took them from their twenty-five yard line to our twenty-yard line or nineteen-yard line, and then thankfully um, they had no timeouts, so they couldn't kill the clock. And no. it was close though. Them. That pass that Lawrence threw towards the end zone, if it had not been if he'd not been tackled by one of your cornerbacks, he would have fell over that. That line, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but and it's the win, That's it, and um, yeah, we won. So suck it, Jags fans. Probably a few, <laughs> probably a few of you in the UK that listen to this. I'd imagine so. Um, Jags are the team of the UK. Yeah, uh, but Lawrence played pretty well. In fairness, um, he's starting to look every bit of that player that they thought they were getting when they drafted him. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't actually realize that that there was that amount of yardage put up by Saquon and Daniel Jones, basically, just together. 200 through the air, 236 through the ground. That's that's mega. That's mega yards. So maybe I was incorrect with my sign this week. Maybe I retract my sign and, and sign the pair of Daniel Jones and, and Barkley. Um, yeah, should be signing. It should because... be signing the best left tackle in football, which is Andrew Thomas. <laughs> and it's undoubted. I don't like 100%. Yeah. He's not given up one sack. He's given up one pressure. This season, and you reckon that's how you get in the running game going as well, is it? Well, it's just it's the, the offensive line's playing well, um, but he gets no credit off anybody, not on any of these shows on TV, and he's absolutely dominating the left tackle position. Yeah, he's head and shoulders above everybody else. Maybe, uh, and he was the, that good last year as well. Yeah, maybe as the Giants are, are now winning, that they, those conversations might start opening up as they probably should. Yeah. As they probably should. So 23 to the Giants, 17 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars head over to the UK this week to play the woeful Denver Broncos. 
Nice. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a stinker. Stinkfest. It'll be be a stinker from one side, but hopefully the Jags put a beating on them. Yeah, definitely want the Jags to to own the Broncos over here in the UK. So nice. That was a big win for for Dave's boys. And then from, from mine, a really unexpected one. The Seattle Seahawks played the Chargers. We played them at SoFi Stadium. So we were playing them at their own home ground. I went into this game thinking we're going to have the back door blown off us because I just thought we're not going to be able to hang with Herbert. He's going to pass on us all day. Austin Eckler's a bit of a beast. And um, I was worried big time. I was worried about what was going to happen. And I thought, okay, if it does go down that way, then we know where we're at. We know that we can't we can't hang with the big boys. We've beaten a few average teams. And as much as the Chargers were made to look average on this in this game. They're not average on paper. They've got some good players, but we uh, we won 37-23. And we won because of a number of things. We forced turnovers. Um, we, we, we put points up. We had an interception. We had a fumble recovered. Um, we, we had three sacks on Herbert and uh, a number of pressures. And so we we managed to get the, the job done. And, and what we actually did was just take it to them from all over the pitch. Kenneth Walker, 168 yards on the ground. Marquise Goodwin had two touchdowns, 70 yards. Um, we were spreading it out between Disley, Lockett, Parkinson. Um, DK Metcalf went down early with an knee injury. As we, as we spoke about at the start of the game, he had 12 yards, literally, um, and, a, and a contested catch that ended up injuring him. But all, all I can say is that Gino had another passer rating of over 100, 105.5. You've, you've, got to, you've got to put some respect on his name as well, Dave. Just like your left tackle is getting left out, Gino the Mino is also getting no chatter about him yet. Yet, he is top of the NFC West. He is playing far beyond the capabilities that anybody would have expected. He threw a stinky pick at the start of the game, but it wasn't really his fault. Took a bobble and a bounce and got caught. Um, Other than that, the the man's playing safe football and our defence came to play enough to stop the Chargers to 23 points. And when you're putting 37 on a team, that's enough to win most games, really, if your defence is half, even half good, which I think our defence is half good at the moment. So, yeah, I... I'm just seeing the things that I want to see from the Seahawks at the moment. I'm seeing running back, rookie doing bits. I'm seeing receivers do well. I'm seeing defensive players come up big. Kobe Bryant, um, Tariq Woolen's looking good, obviously. Jordan Brooks, our, our uh, lead tackler and middle linebacker, is leading the NFC West in, in tackles by a long shot. He might even be leaving the NFC in, in, in tackles. Yeah, I'm 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 happy with it. I'm not going to gloat anymore. I just think the Seahawks the Seahawks have got a big challenge next week in in the Giants because the Giants are riding high. They are clearly a, a team that people are underestimating, and they're the worst teams to to play. And so, Giants' defense is is a bit scary, and they can run the ball. I think the Seahawks to win this game against the Giants need to, as you say, put points up early, and um. And just 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 play solid defense. Doesn't need to be lights out, but I just think solid defense and, and early points could win the game against the, the Giants. Yeah, I mean I'm hoping that what Wink Martindale can do with his defense 
is something that because Gino's not played a lot of football, he's obviously spent a lot of time looking at football. But I think there's a difference when you're when you've not when you're not seeing that. Um, those defenses lined up opposite you. If you're looking at them on film or whatever, yeah, it's a completely different feel to them being stood opposite it. I'm hoping that we can confuse them and and get some good takeaways against them. But For sure. not catching many picks, so and he doesn't throw many. So no. I think it's just DK being out is massive. Yeah, because I don't, that's, I don't that's think he's playing. One person that um, hopefully. It should, it should give our defense a bit, bit more of a rest because we definitely would have struggled with that. For sure, and we'll see what happens. So, back to the other games, and we're just going to do a quick recap and uh, and talk talk overall big moments in in the last week. We had four teams on a bye: the Bills, the Rams, the Vikings, and the Eagles. None of those teams played this week. As we spoke about at the start of the game, the Cardinals beat the Saints. Big comeback in the second quarter to come back to 42-34. The Bengals and Joey Burrow, Joe Shiesty, pounded the Falcons, clipped the wings, 35-17, Burrow thrown for 400-plus yards and spreading it out everywhere. And the Falcons had zero answer. They put 17 points up in the second quarter and that was it. They were shut out for three quarters. We've also spoke about the stinky Lions. The Lions, awful playing against the Cowboys defense who, I mean, the Cowboys defense, again, on absolute fire, high octane, super speedy. They beat the Lions 24 to six. So they basically shot them out if it weren't for two field goals, which is awful. Um, That Cowboys defense, Dave, I know we hate the Cowboys. They stink, but that defense, it might stink, but it damn lights on fire. Yeah, they had, I think they had five sacks and five takeaways. Yeah. In that game. Insanity. And yeah, their defensive coordinator is Dan Campbell, isn't it? Who was head coach of the Falcons, who had a naughty defense going into that Super Bowl win, uh, loss against the Patriots. He also was with the Seahawks for two years when we made it back to back Super Bowls and had the number one defense in the league. Clearly, he's got the pieces in the Cowboys defense to be uh, to be making moves. So I, I think a lot of it comes down to coaching and a little bit of the uh, incredible talent that Mika Parsons is alongside his other his other cohorts. Yeah, definitely. Um, Titans played the Colts. We've also covered this one. Titans won 19 to 10. Such a distinctly average game. Such a distinctly average score. Such a distinctly average quarterback uh, and, and quarterback play from both sides. Not good. One thing that you, you spoke about in your first slap, Dave, was the Packers. The Packers went into the commander's house, the wind socks, and I thought there's no way, there's no way the Packers are going to lose to the Jets, lose to the Giants, and then go to the commanders and lose again. And that's exactly what happened. Commanders won 23 to 21. Rodgers was shut down to 70 yards only up until the fourth quarter until he threw a few more deep balls to try and get it going. Couldn't get it going. Terry McLaurin had a great game against Jair Alexander, who's the number one paid wide receiver in the league, uh, cornerback in the league, put him in his pocket, did what he needed to do, ended the game. Commanders moved to three and four and beat the Packers, who are also now three and four. Terrible. Well, yeah, they've now got to go to the Bills and can you see him picking a win up there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, that's, a bad, that's a bad place to go after a loss to the Commanders. Enjoy being three and five. 
bitches. Indeed. Speaking of another goat that absolutely went to shit, we are talking Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Everything about the Bucs is wrong at the moment. Defense sucks. Tom Brady sucks. Offense sucks. I nearly slapped Mike Evans for the incredible drop or incredibly bad drop that he had at the opening uh, sequence of the game, which would have led to a 60-yard touchdown and probably changed the narrative of the game. But instead, he drops it. The Bucs don't score a point in the first, second, third quarter, and then only weirdly kick a field goal in the fourth. I think that was literally just to keep the goose egg off the board and not be shut out. The Panthers, the Christian McCaffrey-less, Baker Mayfield-less, Sam Darnold-less Panthers won 21-3. Divisional win. So that's that's one of the shocks of the year that is for the for the Bucs. It's awful, awful behaviour. Shocking. Um, the Broncos had... <laughs> this is just farcical. The Broncos, a team that you expected to be a Super Bowl or a high, high playoff contender at the start of the year with a new sign, Russell Wilson, and the Jerry Judys and the Corton Sutton's come back for injury and the high-octane defence. Well, the defence is high-octane. It's playing as number one in the league at the moment. But unfortunately, when your offence can only score nine points, you in trouble. And the Jets beat the Broncos 16 to nine big win for those not good Jets go five and two Broncos go two and five terrible um the Raiders for the first time actually put points up in a game properly and get the win they beat the Texans who are awful two and four um, they go to and they beat them 38 to 20 um, how many times did we say Dave when we were watching the red zone never felt like the Texans were on offense ever. No, no. And and how, how often did it feel like the uh, Raiders were running the ball? <laughs> yeah. They, they handed it, it off to Josh Jacobs constantly. Yeah. Yeah. He had a great game to be fair to him, 140 yards and three touchdowns. So it worked, but it was, um, it was a bit painful to watch. I mean, if you're a Raiders fan, you're going to love it because Jacobs had, had a, had a good day, but, Texans just never looked like they were doing anything of worth, nothing at all. Every time they were on defense, just scrambling after Josh Jacobs, it's it's not good. And Devontae has another 100 yard less game, 95 yards. Um, the Chiefs rolled the Niners, as Dave said, when he signed Patrick Mahomes. This was just a beatdown on one of the best defenses in the league, 44 to 23. Mahomes doing Mahomes type things. Niners defense not doing Niners de- defense type things. Jimmy G gave up a safety. He could have caught a slap this week. He gave up a safety, gave up a huge sack. His pocket presence was non-existent. Not a good performance for Jimmy G and the Niners offense. Not a good performance for the defense. They uh, they got well and truly schooled. I think that's the, the narrative of the AFC versus NFC right now. I think the Niners are good in the NFC and would be and still are competitive against most NFC teams, throw them in against the likes of the Chiefs or the Bills. This is the, this is the outcome. They are going to get hammered. Um, And then the late game on Monday was the Dolphins against the Steelers. Another very low scoring stinky kind of game where the Dolphins just edged a win over a Steelers team that is struggling monumentally at quarterback they only scored 10 points in the second quarter, were shut out for the other three. The Dolphins managed to just get get a few things going. Some of the speed on that offense is is killer, and that's what that's what does it. 
Tua gets the ball out, Mozart, Waddle, uh, Tyreek Hill, um, Chase Edmonds. They're all fast, fast receivers and they could have put a lot more points up, but they, they just didn't, but they got the win. Dolphins go to four and three and the Steelers go to two and five. Could this be, Dave, the Steelers' first ever losing season? A hundred percent. With Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> Both. They're be- Either. They're, be- they're better luck with being you there. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. Um, but this could be, uh, what's the coach's name? Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. This could be Mike Tomlin's first ever losing season. I can I can see it coming. And uh, I wonder if he would be in trouble if it was. No. Don't you reckon? What, first losing season in 15 years? I no, suppose I maybe not. Bit, yeah. I reckon he's got a bit of great <laughs> leeway. The Steelers, the Steelers <laughs> in their entire franchise history have had three head coaches. Yeah, that's nuts, isn't it? <laughs> they, they hang around for a while. Yeah. Okay, and then the last game was the uh, the Bears-Patriots, which the Bears beat down on the Patriots 33-14. to 14. And that is the recap of the week. We now move into our final segment, one and only Red Hot Takes. Super Red Hot Takes, actually. Me and Dave are going to hit you with some of our biggest potential scenarios by the end of the season. We want to see if you agree or disagree. So, Dave, be creative. Give me your your most explosive, super red hot take. Ready for this? I'm ready. The Giants and Jets both make the playoffs. Right. And win a game. Okay. 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 I thought you were going to go deeper then and say no, make the Super Bowl or say. Um, fucking odds of that. Must be low. But so the Giants and Jets both win in their divisions and, and or just make the playoffs. Make the playoffs and win a game. Okay. Giants and Jets, both New York teams, make the playoffs and win a game. That is a red hot take. I will, I will give you that. You'll be happy. Well, maybe, maybe not. I'll maybe you happy. want a Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't fucking right want a Super Bowl. They, I'm just saying they win a game. They're not, okay. not they win one game. Okay, a game. All right then. Nice. Um, my first red hot take. Uh, leans into the the title of this podcast, and that's Goats in Trouble. I'm going to say that the Packers and the Buccaneers both miss the playoffs, and then both Brady and Rogers retire. My last one was Aaron Rodgers and Brady don't make the playoffs ever again. Wow! So we will say they are hot takes together. That is our double double hot take. Love yeah. to see that. We're always on the same page, Dave. It's like yeah. it's like we're friends. <laughs> um, we're not. We're not. We're, we're not. He's a douche. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice. That's so, basically so the same thing, one, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's yeah. basically what I'm saying that they don't make the playoffs and they, um, well, they don't make the playoffs ever again. Yeah. So Whether they hang it up or they play another season, mm. but yeah, I, I reckon they might retire together skip off into the sunset and marry each other. Um, okay, what's your next one? My next one is that the Cardinals sack their head coach before the Broncos sack theirs. Interesting. Okay. So, um, Nathaniel can't hack it at the Broncos 
outlives um what's his name cardinals head coach i can't um, remember his name Car- uh, cliff kingsbury cliff kingsbury yeah okay well yeah i mean i think hackett's gone after their trip to the uk personally but it's a hot take if if the cardinals coach disappears before him but they both need to go i think hackett's gone by week 9 sweet Dom, um, what is your second hot take? My next red hot take is that Kenneth Walker III wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. Okay. Okay. What do you reckon to that? Is that red hot or is that just lukewarm? I is will it... say that is no, it's got it's got to be I'll give it hot, not red hot. I'll not give red it hot. hot. Okay. Because he's only started two games. Two so ga- far. He's two games in. Yeah, yeah. So if he continues this, then yeah, fucking right. Yeah. Um and I don't know who else. I know Olave's playing all right for the Saints. Drake London's playing all right. Um, what Brees Hall was playing well until he popped his ACL. Yes, he's he's absolutely Romeo Donny, isn't he? But, yeah. So that's that's my hot take. Kenneth Kenneth the third goes for offensive rookie of the year, and if he does, I will be very excited in my pants. Good. Um, uh, and what finally, what is your third red hot take? My th- oh, ah, okay, because you, uh, your, your final red hot take was the same as mine for Brady and Rogers, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, I go back to back, love that, just like my wins in fantasy. I am going to go with <laughs> this is this is gonna piss you off. I'm gonna go with my red hot take, final one of the podcast is that the Giants make it to the NFC Championship and lose to the Seahawks. To the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be looking to make the playoffs. That's why it's red hot. I thought I'd go in with... That ain't red hot. That's fucking white hot. You reckon? That's like yeah. as hot as lava. Hot as the sun. Yeah. That's like if you were to... Um... Go for a, a holiday on Mercury. For for if you if you were to Dave. spend a spend a weekend on Venus. Oh, Dave showing his planetary knowledge. Yeah. Tune into this podcast, people. He's not just I think a football Venus, fan. Although Mercury is closer to the sun, I think Venus is hotter. Because you are correct. Venus is hotter, even though it's yeah. even though it's one one step hey, I'm further your, I'm away. Your, I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Your desire. <laughs> Oh man, that's uh, that's good. I love that. Love that. Dave is is football fanatic, angry man, astrologist, singer, prostitute, <laughs> gigolo. <laughs> Some say. Some, Some say. He's been known. He's been known to hang around the, the corner of uh, <laughs> the corner of streets and um, get his tackle out. Tackle out for the dollar. Indeed. Easy. Easy money, that is. Um, okay, that's my red hot take. 
the the Giants make the NFC Championship. I was just going to go with the Giants make the NFC Championship, but then I thought I'm just going to throw a spanner in there and say you get beat by the Seahawks. It's, it's not going to happen, but... The odds um, went from about 300 to 1 to about 75,000 to 1. We'll see. We'll see. Stranger things maybe have happened. I don't know if they have. I don't know if they have either, but that's, um, that's the red hot takes. That's the end of this podcast. Um, again, thank you everyone for listening to me and Dave chat absolute breeze about football. We love to do it. We love for you to hear it. Please make sure you share the podcast, follow us, subscribe at in the end zone UK on Instagram. This has been goats in trouble. Peace out. Ta-ta.